Hello, Minnesota Twins territory, and welcome to episode 20 of Minnesota Twins Chat. This is the first episode of the 2024 year, and joining me here for the first episode of the 2024 calendar year is my dad, Craig Larson. How's it going tonight, Dad? Pretty good, Troy. Getting ready for baseball again. Yes, we are. Well, actually, we are recording this afternoon, and... We we had talked about let's do let's do a podcast, but it was like, hmm, there's really much twins activity to report. And then this week, we received the news: Joe Mauer is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I think there are a lot of us who thought he would get him, but I actually also wondered if he would actually be in on the first ballot. Well, as it turned out, he did get get elected on the first ballot. And here's a here's a couple of things about Joe Maurer. He's the only catcher to have won three batting titles. And in fact, Dad, he's the only catcher to win him to win batting titles in the American League. No other catcher has won batting titles in the American League. Other there have been other catchers who have won batting titles. Uh, two of them were won by. Ernie Lombardi from the um, Cincinnati Reds, he won his in 1938 and in 1942. And and here's a couple other, here's another thing I've learned. Joe Maurer is the only ever catcher to have 2,000 hits, three, a batting average of at least 300, and an on-base percentage of at least 380. And I... You know, like, I know Carlton Fisk had over 3,000 hits, but I don't know if he played all of his games as a, a catcher. Uh, I, I, uh, so what are your thoughts about Joe Mauer, Dad? Carlton Fisk, DH, and, and also played first base once in a while, too, later in his career. I, or I, I think he might have. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. It seemed like he must have at least DH some. Anyway, those things that you were talking about, I thought I also had heard them talking about Joe Maurer because he's the only person catcher, maybe the only player who was ever drafted in first the first pick overall in the draft, and was drafted by his hometown team, and he played here his entire career, and he's in the Hall of Fame too. I think he and was obviously a. a First ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think anybody else has ever done that before. I think I'd heard that the other day. And it's probably true, too. Because it's pretty remarkable, all those things, when you think about it. Yes, it is. And, you know, the draft hadn't happened around until 1965. No. And then in addition to the, the fact the senior in high school, he was chosen the top baseball player in the country in baseball and also in football he was, too. Pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. And plus the fact he was a really good basketball player, too. So he's an extremely good athlete. Um, everybody always says he's an extremely good person. And I know the one time we briefly talked to him years ago at the Twins Caravan in Mankato, Minnesota, that when we were getting autographs, he seemed to be a really nice person then too. So I have nothing good but other than good things to say about him. Plus he's a terrific baseball player. You know, here's the other interesting thing. It's- Mauer grew up in St. Paul. Yep. Paul Molitor grew up in St. Paul. Yep. 
Dave Winfield grew up in St. Paul. Yep. Jack Morris grew up in St. Paul. All of all four of those players we've named, they are in the baseball hall of fame. Um, not as twins, but no. But they're all in the baseball hall of fame. I mean, I don't think they were very far from each other as far as where they grew up. I don't think so either. No, but that's another amazing fact about the whole thing that you could have four players like that from a town like St. Paul that are all in the Hall of Fame. And now Maurer, obviously, is a first ballot person, too, which is pretty amazing. So, I, I think Paul Molitor was the first ballot person. Dave Winfield, I believe, was the first ballot person as well. There's only like, isn't there only like 20 overall total? There's not very many, I don't think, that are first ballot people. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's, for some reason, I'm, I'm thinking it's more than that, but I'm sure it's not a lot. Is it only, well, how many people are in the Hall of Fame, the baseball, 200 and some? Yeah. It's like 240 or you something know, like that. Not, that. not that many, you consider baseball has been around for a long time. You know, um. Might be, uh, might be more than that, I think. I don't know. I, 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 I thought I read 200 and some. Yep. Well. And, we, and we, you know, former from St. Paul. Yeah, which is rather remarkable. But no, he <clears throat> Mauer is a really good player. He's an extremely good catcher with a really good throwing arm, terrific hitter, and just wish he could have played longer because the catching spot, since he hasn't been doing, has not been one of the ten, Twins' uh, strong points either. Well, wasn't it stronger when Kurt Suzuki was here, and then after that, Jason Castro? Well, compares to Mauer being here, no. They were not Joe Maurer, and you know that too. No, but it left a big hole when he when he didn't you know play catcher anymore after what is it ten years when he when he had concussion issues. Yep, after the 2013 season, they moved to first base, and uh, you know stats wise, he didn't do quite as well. And that's why I think people when we looked at him, they're like, "Is he actually in the Hall of Fame?" Yeah, but you have to remember two guys. Being a catcher, it's really demanding. It's a really demanding position. And, you know, and, and I think the writers, they did their research and like, hmm, three batting titles. You know, in 2009, Dad, Maori had 365, and I don't think he actually, I don't think he started, I don't, I don't think he uh, was on the Twins to start the season. I, it seemed like he was out for a couple of weeks before he, uh, huh, I'm not sure about that, but it could be. We're still getting a 1960, what year, 2009? Yeah. He had the highest batting average ever by a catcher. It's 365. I know that. I heard that, too, the other day. Yep, 365, yeah, and, and, he, I, and he had on, 28 home runs. Yeah, but his on-base percentage was 444, which is pretty remarkable. You don't hear that happening very often. Yeah, 98 RBIs and 28 home runs. 96 RBIs, I'm sorry, and 94 runs scored and 191 hits. So pretty remarkable season. And he, uh, that, that was his MVP here too. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe he was on a team. Old, I'm a Twins Hoyer, but I'm not. Well, he, 2009, he batted, played appearances 606, and he had 523 at bats. Yeah, then, then I'm picking him some other year. No, no, he had a, he had a really good career. Plus, the fact catching is the most demanding position on the field. Yes, it is. So. We were lucky to have had him. And people had that idea when he signed that bigger contract, you know, that, you know, it was, it was too money to, much money to pay him. But in the same sense, I heard somebody say the other day, 
How many years? What year did he sign that big contract in? Do you know? He signed it in the season of 2000, before the 2010 season, and it didn't kick in until 2011. And he okay. actually still was a productive the first three years of that contract. Yeah, and in addition to the fact, people say that about him. Well, then somebody else I'd read the other day mentioned the fact about, you know, because they thought he's getting paid too much. Well, those first six years of his contract, I don't know how, I don't know how many years his rookie contract went on for when what he was getting paid, but it was a fraction of what his worth was still as far as how good of a player he was. So you look at it that way too, that he was very underpaid in his first six years here too. So. Yeah, he was. And people think like, well, they, you know, they didn't have to pay him that much money. If they didn't pay him, he wouldn't have stayed here because there's teams just waiting to get, to get him. The Yankees and the Red Sox were two of them. So uh, I I think the Red Sox rumors are true. Yep, and I think the, also if you think the money we paid him was a lot, if he'd gotten in the bidding war, he would have gotten more than that too. So, so anybody who thinks like that nobody else wanted him for that amount of money, that's absolutely not true. And just the fact the fans in, in the area would have been very upset if they had let him go too. Well. Given the fact we had we had a new stadium, you know, what was the thing they uh, kept on selling us on a new stadium? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have we're gonna be able to bring big, you know, bigger contract players, you know, more free agents. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it was kind of like they they had to sign them. Yep, and I don't think they had a whole lot of choice because as far as I don't know who else is on that 09 team with big names Tory Hunter was obviously right no nope, Tory Hunter left after 2007 oh he did so who did we have Morneau Morneau Kadire Kadire Jason Kubel uh Delman Young and then pitchers we had uh Carlos Silva uh well he actually came later to meet her in a trade but uh, gosh, who do we? Nick Blackburn, Kevin Slowey. Radke wasn't around anymore, was he? No, Rihanna was here. Okay, Santana here then. Yeah, he was. No, no, no. Excuse me, yeah, Santana was not here, but uh, Rihanna was here. Okay, so those are some of the pitchers. I don't, I don't, I, I don't remember who was all here. So yeah, at any rate, he's a good player. You don't have people come around like that very often. You know, is there a catcher in baseball that's even close to as, as good as he was right now? I doubt it. I be a catcher in Texas. That not a chance. No, I, I mean he he had a pretty good season last yeah. year. Oh, and by the way, we only have twenty catchers in the Hall of Fame. And I didn't really research the other catchers very closely. Mm -hmm. Well, I know one of them is Yogi Berra. Well, yeah. And you know Bill Dickey, yeah, and Johnny Bench. Is Thurman Munson in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay. Nope. He uh, died in a plane crash. I don't know how many years he had actually played before he passed away yeah. uh, in the uh, plane crash of the summer of nineteen seventy nine. But uh so yeah, so Joe Maurer is in the Hall of Fame, and uh, Todd Houghton and Adrian Beltre are also in the Hall of Fame too. Uh, three pretty good players. Uh, Todd Houghton, you know, some people might question why is he in the kind of a Colorado, being you know, the, the fact he played his entire career with 
the Colorado Rockies. Yep. Because of that <clears throat> thin air of Colorado, uh, be because of the uh, higher altitude where mm-hmm. the where, where the ballpark is in in uh, Denver, but the uh, voters, uh, the writers decided, yep, we're gonna we're gonna allow Todd Todd Helton to be a Hall of Fame, so he was in on his on a sixth try. Okay. Well, there's, I'm looking here. I, there were 19 catchers in the Hall of Fame. I think this is before Maurer till. So Maurer's the 20th, and that's a, that's what you thought too, wasn't it? Yep. And here I'll just rattle, read the names off real quick. Johnny Bench, Yogi Berra, Roger Brez. What the heck is his name? <laughs> nope. Bresnahan, I think. Brez Lunahan. Yeah, he was a catcher when Christy Matthewson was uh, pitching for the okay. New York Giants. Roy Campanella, Gary Carter, Mickey Cochran, Bill Vickey, Buck Ewing. Uh, 1800s guy. Rick Farrell, Carlton Fisk. Josh Gibson, Gabby Hardnett, uh, Ernie Lombardi, Riz Mackey. He must be a 1900 player, too. He's inducted in 2006. Yeah, well, I think a couple of names uh, that Farrell, I wonder when, I wonder if he was an 1800s guy from. Yep. He, oh, he's inducted in 1984, but. Um, see I, what, don't, I don't know. I, I don't recognize that name. Yvonne Rodriguez, Mike Piazza. Louis Sandtop, he must be an older guy too. Ray Schlack, uh, Shalk. Is it Shock? No, it's like Shalk. And, and Ted Simmons. So, quite a, you know, a number of them, at least five of them are guys from a long, long time ago. Yeah. So, it, it, this is a very tough position to play for a long term. It's, it's harder your knees. It's, you know, you want all the equipment. It's hotter in blazes back there. And you know you you don't get any rest because you're involved in every pitch of the game. Yeah, and you, it's Maurer was you know a really good player, really good catcher. Wish we had, wish we got somebody like him again. That probably isn't going to happen. Nope, not not for a long, probably not for a long time. Yep. Well, we got lucky. We got lucky to have him here all those years. So, so. Anyway, um, speaking of Hall of Fames, sure. I just found out that the Twins Hall of Fame have two new members. Really? Who are they? Terry Ryan. Yep. And Rick Stelmasic. Huh. Good for them. Yep. So Terry Ryan is the general manager from the mid 1990s uh, through, with the exception of uh, from 2007 to, through 2011, he was the he was the Twins general manager from 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 mid nineties to two thousand sixteen, uh, with, with the exception of those four years I mentioned. Was uh, he, was after two thousand seven, was he assistant general manager during the World Series years to to um, McPhail or and was he anything in reference to that then or not? I don't. For some reason, I don't think so. Was he a, was he an employee of the Twins? Was he a scout? Well, he was a scout. He he might have been. Uh, Scouting the the director of the scouts at one oh, time. Oh, that could be. I don't know. I I I I know I read it one time, but but I know, and even as a general manager, Dad, he was still scouting. Huh. Yeah, I think he, he always liked doing scouting. I think. So yeah, he, he was, was, and he's pretty good at it too. In fact, in fact, he's the one who signed Joe Mauer, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the one who signed Joe Mauer, and. 
we there's a plaque. Oh yeah. At that what's that field in Chaska? Uh, I don't know what the name is, but it's the Chaska ballpark. It's down by the river. Yep. Yep. At that ballpark. On the top row of one of the sections of bleachers, there's a plaque, and apparently that's where Ryan was sitting when he when he somehow dropped his pen. <laughs> the pen that he had used to sign Joel Maurer, and somebody had to go to their vehicle and get a hammer so they could take <laughs> take the uh, bleacher apart so he can get that out. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting story. We saw that last summer when your brother was playing there. Yeah. Yep. So. Was, I mean, it is quite amazing. Yep. So, Terry Ryan, yeah, he he's a member. You know, he's uh, definitely a fixture in Twins history. And Rick, yeah. and then Rick Estomasic, uh, he was a uh, bullpen uh, coach from uh, those World Series teams. Yep. And I think he was a bullpen coach. Uh, was he around two thousand fourteen when uh, Gardenhire? Was the let go? He might have been, yeah. Yep. I think he might have been. I don't know. I have to double check that. But I know he's, he was around into the 2000s. I'll tell you that much. Yep. I know he's really well-liked, too. Yep. Yes. And how many years do you have to be out of the out of the game before you can be um, elected to the Twins Hall of Fame? Five? Well, the Baseball Hall of Fame is five. I'm not sure if there's any... The criteria like that for Twins Hall of Fame. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know about that, but Baseball Hall of Fame, it's five years. Twins Hall of Fame, uh, I'm not totally sure because well, the thing is, Tory Hunter, he was inducted a couple years after he uh, retired. Okay, so well, I would assume that Dick Bremer will be in it sometime. Oh yeah. S- speaking of. Speaking of broadcasters, uh, we now know who will be on the TV side. Uh, it was kind of, it was almost probably obvious, but Corey Probus is no longer the lead radio voice. He's now the lead TV voice, and Chris Atterbury, the studio host, is now your lead broadcaster for the Twins with, with Dan Gladden. So we'll see how it goes this year uh, with Atterbury behind the microphone. Yep. But uh, now the reason why we have not done any podcasts is there's not been any major twins news to report on. I mean, very very a few minor we a few minor sightings like that. Josh, whatever his name is, Stamont from uh, Kansas City Royals, he's a pitcher who had that thoracic uh, outlet syndrome, outlet syndrome, the same thing that Phil Hughes had, and then they also signed. They also brought in uh, Bubba Thompson, who was one time a uh, top Rangers prospect who can play in the outfield. And he, and I guess my understanding is he can steal bases. And I also learned uh, they had signed a guy named Ryan Jensen. I don't know who he is, but um, they have not done much. And what they're saying, Dad, is we're not done. You know, they're, they're trying to tell us that based upon past past history. You know, the Twins have done things late in the offseason. You know, they traded for Kent Mieda in February. Uh, Jake Odorizzi I was not traded for until February of 2018. You know, the pitcher was here. Uh, you know, Sonny Gray, they did not get until uh, 
spring training, almost spring training, I think, of a uh uh last year. Uh no no the year before, I think it was, yes. To two thousand twenty two. So and of course we traded away uh Brent uh, Rooker and uh uh, Taylor Rogers to the San Diego Padres basically on opening day, and they and they brought in uh, uh, Pagan, uh, Emilio, uh, uh, Pagan. So and and Chris Paddock too, wasn't it? Yep, the Chris Paddock. Yep. So they're they're trying to tell us we're not done yet. You know, you know we may not have done much this year, but we're you know there, you know there's still time left, but. But you know, the Twins are not the only team that has not done much yet, yet this offseason. And I think a lot of it still has to do with that TV contract deal of a lot of those teams are dealing with with uh, Bally Sports and the, the Diamonds, the, the Diamond Sports Group. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, we'll, f- we, we'll wait and see. You know, I mean, there's some activity like uh, Shohei Otani signing that big $700 million contract. Where he's only being paid twenty million dollars during the actual duration of a contract, uh, all the rest, all the six, and then there's six hundred eighty million dollars worth of deferred payments. Sounds like another Bobby Bonilla deal, but I mean, we're gonna. Uh, so, but I, I know you've been typing up, typing, uh, looking for something, aren't you, Dad? I've been checking a few things, trying to see the. Oh, here we go! I'm trying to see the Twins' forty-man roster and seeing because we talked about this before how many players they've lost since last year. Um. Um. Let's see here. That we know of, who are on the major league team. Uh, trying to think, see who they are here. That's Staymont or Stalmont. I read the other day he's getting paid nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. That sounds like a waste of money in my mind. But well, I you know if he does well, we'll, we'll be singing a different yeah. tune. But you know having that thoracic outlet syndrome thing, like with which same thing that uh, Phil Hughes had, that didn't work well. Nope, they've had a bad they've had bad luck with that before. Cole Sands is still on the team, isn't he? Yep. Well, they got here's some question marks they have: Max Kepler, Farmer. Miranda, Polanco, Vasquez, Bubba Thompson, Martin. Where in the world is, what's his name, the outfielder? Austin Martin? No, the other one, the one who played center field last year, most of the time. He played quite well. Oh, Michael A. Taylor, huh? he's gone. Has he signed with anybody or not? I don't think he's signed with anybody yet. Why is he not on the 2000, I'm not seeing his name, on the 2023 roster? Well, this is uh well, this is probably actually the two thousand twenty four ro- roster. It's supposed to be twenty three, huh? Maybe they lied. <laughs> it says two thousand twenty three roster. Maybe it's after the season is over with. I don't know. And I don't see Solano on here. There's two more players. There's a there's a chance that by the time we get to spring training, they could be minus about ten guys from last year's team from their active roster pretty easily. Yep, because we're talking about Max Kepler. Jorge and Jorge Polanco and maybe Kyle Farmer. Yep. In addition to the fact you have Vasquez, he could be another one pretty easily. Oh, yeah. We've already lost Solano and Taylor. Joey Gallo. Yeah, Joey Gallo. 
two pitchers, three pitchers actually begun to. So it's about 10 already, isn't it? Yeah. You know, who are they looking to replace those players? But that's a good question. You can't bring up all kinds of young players at one time. It does not work. You know, the other thing, the other thing I want to point out, you know, some people are like, well, we need to improve our team. And some people are saying, well, what if we get a full season from a, from a healthy Royce Lewis? What if Byron Buxton improves and is better? You know, I mean, we're dealing with what ifs at this point. Maybe, maybe some of the younger pitchers take a step forward, you know. Yeah, well, you know, lots of times, guys you think in their very first year, guys say, for instance, like Matt Walner and Julian, a lot of times their second year, it doesn't go so well. Exactly. And that frequently happens. So, and then if they somehow would get rid of Polanco and Max Kepler, you know, where are you going to be at then? Yeah. Who's going to, who's going to be your, if say all of a sudden Julian ends up being a bust and he has to go back down the minors or Walter doesn't, neither one would be surprising based upon what we've seen over the years. Who's going to replace him? I, I don't know. I and mean. Don't, don't say Nick Gordon either. Nick Gordon, he may not even be healthy enough to play. We never know. Yeah, because uh, he's been uh, injury prone. Yeah, he's almost most all last year, wasn't he? Yep. Um, so you know, to really rely on him? No. Until you see it actually happen, I wouldn't do that. He may not even be on the roster opening day. You never, I mean, on the twenty-five, the active roster. The twenty-six now. You know he he um, <clears throat> did he play even in the minors last year much? He didn't, did he? Who are we talking about? Nick Gordon. No, um, I don't think, well, I think he eventually did play in the minors late in the season. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, he was out for a while with that uh, injury to a, to a bone in his leg. That oh, he, that's right, yeah. But he got from following that ball off. His the, only, the only other really dependable infielder they have is Willie Castro. Yeah. And... Often they seem to be using Will last year, especially late in the season. They were using Willie Castro as their backup, the center field. Yeah, or he, yeah. Sometimes he played left too. So, and you know, you let Solano go, he could play second base, and you just wonder how they think that if things don't work out exactly as they're planning, because they don't have any backup plan. You wonder how that's going to all work out. And I'm not totally sold on Julian or, or Walter. They said would talk all they want to about this strikeout business. They both those guys strike out a lot. Oh yeah, you cannot have guys standing up there letting and let, taking strikes all the time. And they're you know, uh, Julian's notorious for letting the, uh, when he has two strikes on, letting the ball go right down the plate and not swinging at it. Yeah, but I think at the same time they they go well. Vinny takes a lot of walks. Yeah, well, well, what if an what if an ex batters cannot. They don't execute and yep. bring around the score. Plus, you know, I'm, I'm still not really sold on Julian's fielding either. So we'll see. But I think you, you cannot put all your eggs in one basket like they are with those two guys. And then the guys who could be their backup players or maybe should be playing ahead of them, they're not here. Meaning, no. Meaning uh, Kepler. And Kepler is a good outfielder. And he had, he actually had a good second half of the year last year. And if Polanco is healthy, he's a good player. That's a proven. We know that. He's not, you know, they've been around for, they're both only about 30 years old. It's not like they're ancient. No. I mean, a lot of times, decent players, they're, they're still pretty good in their early 30s. Oh, I yeah. think usually once you get to their mid-30s, a lot of, a lot of times, that's when they start to uh, decline. Yep. 
I don't, and you know, if they get rid of, if they get rid of Farmer too, there's another infielder gone. Who's your backup shortstop then? Royce Willis. <laughs> Who's your backup third baseman? <laughs> Kyle Farmer. No, no excuse. No, he's, he'd be gone. Jorge uh, Miranda. Jose Miranda. I think Jose Miranda is going to be in the minor leagues to start the year, unless somehow he's really hot in spring training because he had a terrible year last year. Yeah. I don't know why Fi's name was Jorge, but it's really Jose. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I don't know what we're going to, I really think in some ways the roster is set, but it's all contingent on what the front office does. Yeah. You know, and what are they expecting to get for, you know, whatever number of those players we talked about who are obviously targets for being traded? What do they get in return for them? I think you'd agree too that our starting pitching, you need a couple more starting pitchers in here. Otherwise, you could be digging a hole. And is that why they trade away Kepler and Polanco is for, for that, those two starting pitchers you're talking about? But you what know, are you going to get? Yeah. We are, I'm not talking about starting pitchers who are like seven and eight or seven and nine or six and eight or whatever. You need starting pitchers who are above 500. You know, the only really um, proven person we have on the team, and he's not totally proven, is, is Lopez. Joe, Joe Ryan at times looks pretty good. Well, then well, other times he looks like a bust. Well, especially in the middle of the season last year, it's not like he was pitching, you know, with that injury. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the two on the other end, Louis Varland. Well, I know some people think he should be in the bullpen based on how he pitched last year. That may not be the worst idea. And I think Chris Paddock is going to be in that rotation by uh, default. He, well, he probably will be. Is but you know, be as he pitched last year, some at the end of the year in the, out of the bullpen, didn't he? Yep. You know, he hasn't started now for quite some time. You got to build up his arm strength again, too. And, you know, he's had Tommy John surgery. We hope everything is okay. If he's healthy, and I think he probably has the ability to be okay. So who's the, oh, and, and Bailey Ober. Bailey Ober, he's pitching over 100 innings. He seems to fall apart. You yeah. know, I, I think it's safe to say the Twins maybe need to look at bring at least one start. I think at least one, maybe more. In the minor league, outlook is not real good. For starting pitchers. Cole Sands. Yeah. Woods yeah. Richardson. Yeah. We've been hearing about him now for, what, three years. Did he come in the same trade for Burials? He did. Didn't yep, he? he did. He yeah. came in along with Austin Martin. And that's who they've been talking about as their backup. Like, if you go down their roster as a nurse, possible center field a candidate. Yeah. yeah. We'll see about that, too. He's never really done very well in the minor leagues so far. He's been okay, and that's about it. Yep. And then, you know, this Bubba Thompson, I mean, everything I've read about him, the guy has a hard time getting on base. So, you know, I don't know. I, I think we're going to have to wait until spring training to see what some of these questions get answered. Yep. And, you know, you know Vasquez getting paid $13 million a year. If he's going to be a second-string catcher, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You know what? That's the trade I would probably make right away. I mean... Vasquez? Yeah, I mean, that's probably my number one trade chip. Yeah, he might be involved with, you know, in a trade to get a pitcher. But then again, who do you have for your... Backup catcher? That's and that's another good... Let's get... What's his, what's his name? David David Banulos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I recall he was playing in a game and spring training and somehow he, he let a ball get past him and hit the umpire. Right in the mask. The umpire got shook up pretty good, I think, too, didn't he? Yeah. He might have had to come out of the game. 
You take a 95 mile an hour fastball just straight off the mask, it can't feel very good. No. Especially when you when you think it's going to be caught. What did Banulos do? Pull his glove down? I don't know. Did he get thrown out of the game for doing that? He should. No. He probably should have been fined. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he thought he had a uh, mosquito bite coming. <laughs> Something was strange when he did that. I remember hearing that on the radio. I thought, really? Well, actually, I think the twins simulcast of that game on TV. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, yeah, you never know what they're going to do. You hope if they if they make trades for guys, they hope they get something that's respectable in return, and not some um, punching bag. <laughs> but well, I don't know. And you, yeah. just, you can't you can't just take a flyer on a couple of pitchers. You need guys who have an established record, which, yep. is, which is hard to get. Every everybody wants pitching. Yep, everybody wants pitching. So you think like you have better players to trade, making a trade, or somebody's going to be desperate to get a Polanco or a Kepler or whatever? I don't know if I'd really count on that happening. Um, you got to find teams first of all who want those players, and, and in addition to the fact, teams who are comfortable giving up pitching, they can give up their best pitching. That's not going to happen. No, we're not. And you know, I mean, there's some talk for Yankees. We're going to get Kepler, but that was before they may. They made that deal to bring in Juan, uh, Juan Soto from the San Diego Padres. Yep. And the, the Yankees were interested in that, which a Japanese or, or Korean pitcher at one time, too, weren't they? Who's, who ended up signing him? Oh, the, the Dodgers did, I think. The Dodgers did, okay. If it's the one I'm thinking of. Look Real quickly, look at the uh, free agents around. They're even out there even more. Gary Sanchez is a catcher. Hey, Bring him back. Roberto Perez. No, signed major league boss. And knows he's, you know, he's out there. Kurt Caselli. Caselli, you know who he is? I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's an air catcher, I think. Manny Pena. Yeah. Mike Zanino. Zanino was a good catcher at one time, wasn't he? Yeah, and then he kind of was taking a nose dive in recent years. Mm-hmm. But I think part of it might, be, might have been some injuries. Yeah. Um, Zanino, he's 33. And Yasmani Grandal. He was on the White Sox last year, wasn't he? Yep. He's he's a free agent. First baseman, Carlos Santana, he's 38. He, Brandon Belt, Donovan Solano, Garrett Cooper, G-Man Chow, C.J. Crone. These are all guys in their 30s. Mike Ford, Trey, Trey Mancini, uh, Dominic Smith, Eric Hosmer. Yeah, Eric uh, Hosmer was a pretty good first baseman for Kansas yeah. City, but he's kind of gone he downhill. Yeah, he was a good player. Uh, Luke Voigt, Joey Votto, who's 40. Good luck there. And yeah, I, there's some talk. The Angels are interested in him. And who, Votto? Yep. Uh, Yuli Guriel, second baseman. Uh, Elvis Andrus, Whit Merrifield. Hmm, that'd be interesting. I like him. You know, we trade Polanco, bring him. Bringing them airfield. Yep. Jonathan Scope, Colton Wong, Adam Frazier, uh, Lewis, I don't know who this guy is, never heard of him, Josh Harrison, Hansel Alberto, Shortstops, Ahmad Rosario, Brandon Crawford, who's getting older, Kiner Faleppa, Tim Anderson, who I'm sure nobody wants, <laughs> no. after his performance last year. <laughs> Nick Ahmad. You know what? Maybe, maybe Dad, he needs to do another career in the boxing ring. Yeah. <laughs> Adelberto Mondesi. Was he on Kansas City at one time? Yep. 
They must let him go. He's hurt all the time, wasn't he? Yep. Danny Mendick. Uh, E-Hire Adrianza. He's still, he's still around. And he's only 34. Kiki Hernandez and Chris Owens. Third baseman, Matt Carpenter. I mean, Matt, Matt, Matt Chapman. Hmm. Yep. He hasn't signed Justin Turner. He's almost 40. Gio Urshela, a player we got somehow, we got him, we traded him to the Angels, got nothing for him. Josh Donaldson, Ivan, Ivan Longoria, Eduardo Escobar. Hmm. That's you mean uh, Evan Longoria? Evan Longoria. Yeah, he was on Arizona last year. Well, let's go back to Matt Chapman for a minute. There was some talk, but he was going to sign for the Yankees. Oh. But apparently, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't checked in the Yankees rosters a situation lately. Lately, but they have not obviously had not signed up yet. Escobar, he's thirty-five now. Brian Anderson, Juan Segura, Mostakos is thirty-five. He's another one. Then the left fielders: Lars Guriel, Jock Peterson, Tommy Pham. Pham was on uh, who last year? Oh, he was on Arizona. Arizona. I think Arizona did sign that Guriel. I think. Uh, okay. Yep, I think they resigned him. Michael Brantley retired. Yep. Uh, Profars. Was, he was the hot shot at one time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, in Texas. Yeah, he's turned out to be a chump. Jordan Luplo, he signed a deal with Atlanta. I saw that the other day. Eddie Rosario, bring him back. How'd that sound? Sounds great. How about Robbie? We can bring back a whole new twins, <laughs> a, a new outfield with twins players. Gallo, um, Rosario, but Gallo's gone. And Robbie. There must yeah. be another one on here somewhere. Austin Meadows. Bellinger still hasn't signed. Kiermaier signed. Michael A. Taylor. Duvall. Bader. I thought oh, Bader did sign with the Mets. Oh, you know, and the other could be um, Aaron Hicks. He's a free agent, too. Yeah. Bring him back and bring Escobar back and a couple other guys. We'd have a you know a, a new team with, of twins with old players. Yeah, there you go. Jackie Bradley Jr. Is he the guy that year was doing that showboating in the outfield? He, he what did he do? That time when he he threw the ball in the stands, was that him? The twins played whoever was a cup. No, 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 that was Milton Bradley. Oh, maybe it's Jackie's dad. <laughs> I don't think so. I no. think Jackie's a little too old. So, yeah, there's a bunch of Twins players we get out there that might, might be good. You know, I just think that from now until spring training, we're going to be seeing a big flurry of activity. Yeah, by, by a lot of teams. As we talked before, I think the previous show or sometime, maybe we, you and I have talked, the uh, TB contract thing is saddling a lot of teams right now because they're, they're unsure what's going to happen. Did you see any pitchers with them at thing you're looking at for the free? Oh, well, maybe it's down below that. I never got down that far. Oh, pitchers, yep. Um, who isn't signed? Jordan Montgomery, but the Twins will never be in the ballpark getting him. Kershaw, Brandon Woodruff, do you know who he is? I recognize the name, but I can't quite poise him. I think he might have been in Milwaukee at one time. How about Julio Urias? I think he was on the Dodgers. Zach Grinke, he needs to hang it up. <laughs> Michael Michael Lorenzen, Mike Clevenger. He's a good pitcher one time. He's always hurt. Rich Hill, 44 years old. How about him? Wow. Uh, do you know that Tyler Malley signed a two-year deal with Texas? Maybe you did. 
uh, I can't quite recall that, but maybe I, um, I maybe kind of recall, but I don't know. Kluber, Kluber's out there yet. He's 38. Carrasco's 37. He's out there. Alex Wood. I don't know who he is. Oh, yeah. He was my Dodgers at one time. Johnny, Johnny Cueto. He's 38. Noah Syndergaard, but he's always hurt. He's not signed. Zach Davies. Jake Ordonezzi. Um, I don't know if he's been hurt lately. I don't know about him. I don't. I don't think he pitched much for Atlanta last year. Okay. I don't think. Brad Keller, Hyun Jin Ryu. Who's he? Is he on Toronto one time? Yep. And, he, and I think he was on the Dodgers one time yeah, too. A lot of these pitchers are in their mid thirties or more. Eric Lauer. I don't know him. Julio Turan. You know, or a lot of them have already signed the Madison Baumgartner. He's only thirty-three years old. I oh, and he's and he still hasn't hung it up yet. No, he's had serious injuries too. And he hurt himself riding a dirt bike or something. Once. Yeah, and that basically caused him to uh, be let go from Arizona. Not a couple years later. Here's another guy we can get back. Oh, two of them: Dallas Keigel. Two lefties and Tommy Malone. We'd be all set then. <laughs> oh, touchdown Tommy. That's what uh, one of the guys. Because you know, he's giving up runs by the touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, that's somebody has called him, uh, touchdown Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that our relief, um, the bullpen is as big of a need right now. At least you don't hear much about that. No. But they might still sign some, a couple guys or, you know, just for the sake of having them around. Oh yeah, so there's, there's a whole bunch of those guys on here. I'm not going to go through the names, but no, there's a lot of them. But like we said, everybody's looking for pitching. Oh, everybody's looking for pitching and especially good top-notch starters. Yeah. So I think the main thing, like you've talked before, we've got to get that TV thing figured out. Then you know how much money you're you're dealing with as far as your money you're taking in. It is. It doesn't mean that. We aren't going to be getting rid of some of these guys that they've talked about getting rid of because I'm sure they're going to try to. But you can't get rid of Kepler or Polanco without you cut them, which you got to pay them unless they sign with somebody. Yep. So you're basically giving them away is what you're doing. Yep. So. I don't know. Like you said, between now and the next month, they'll tell a lot about what's going on. But yep. some, sometimes, as you said before, we haven't even made any trades until right before the season starts. So. Or in spring training. That probably isn't the way you want to really go. I think you'd like to have the guys, whoever you are able to, to get, you would like to have them in spring training for a while so you can see actually what they are. Well, and, and that's what seems, that's the thing that I think in recent years with the uh, Felvi uh, front, uh, front office, it seems to be the trend that they seem to do is they don't do anything early in the offseason a lot of times. It's just, once you get into February, that's when they, the activity seems to pick up for them. I mean, they might do some stuff, but this year has been especially slow because of a Bowie sports or uh, issue in the TV situation uh, for, for us. So, I mean, as far as where the Twins are going to have our games on, my guess is that the Twins will be back on Bowie sports. Could be. I don't know. I don't know what else they're going to do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Bally Sports have decided what they're doing yet either, have they? I, I thought that. they said thought that this when was it announced that they were 
working, on, and working on a new agreement a week ago or something? Yep. Well, I think they're... Well, I think what, what they're going to do is have Amazon involved now. Mm. Amazon Prime. I think they probably wanted to have this thing resolved before the uh, uh, Twins Fest, which is, starts, is tomorrow. Yeah. Well, actually, it starts today. They're having a thing at the, at the, uh, the Fillmore in Minneapolis. But... Okay. Um, but tomorrow is when we're going to have what we used to do for Twins Fest. All right. Okay. Well, maybe we'll know more this weekend. Let's hope so. Yep. So you think that's going to, that's going to do it? Yep. I think we can wrap it up because we don't know any more than what, what we've been told or what we've been reading about as far as the Twins' current situation. And I don't think that's going to be resolved unless something unforeseen happens until they find out what's happened to that TV contract. Yep. Oh, and by the way, I learned earlier this week that one of the that one of the twins minor league clubs. Yes. Via via golf course league team, I think it is. Yep. They have twenty seven coaches and and a support staff. Huh. Twenty seven coaches. Really. Okay. Like three hitting coaches and four pitching coaches. Like looks, looks like based upon last year, they need more hitting coaches with the major league team so they don't strike out so much. <laughs> Yeah, um, if they made like several strength and conditioning coaches and trainers and God knows what else they got, but yeah. it's like, okay, it sounds like an NFL coaching staff. Yeah, okay, but anyway, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up and then we'll um, we will talk more uh, when we have some better handle on stuff and especially during spring training, I believe is when we'll do. I, I'm not gonna. Commit to when we're going to have it. We'll have our next show because we don't know. Okay. I mean, we could do another show and talk about the same stuff we've been talking about now. Yep. That's true. So, so, so that can do it, Dad. Yep. I think we wrap it. All righty. Thanks for joining me. Join me this afternoon. Yep. You, you bet. All righty. Well, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Minnesota Twins Chat. I'm your host, Troy Larson. And that was my dad. His name is Craig Larson. A couple of things to mention before I wrap this up. First of all, since I don't know when we're going to do our next show, I'm going to suggest that you subscribe to a, to however you found this podcast, whether it's Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, I know it's on TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, you name it. It's probably going to be there. And then uh, you can uh, also contact the show. The email address is mntwinschat, the number 48, at gmail.com. That's mntwinschat, the number 48, at gmail.com. And also, follow us on Facebook. The name of the page is Minnesota Twins Chat. Minnesota Twins Chat is how you can follow us on Facebook. Now, for my dad, his name is Craig Larson. I am Troy Larson. So on, everybody. 